Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 408. That's not season 4, episode 8. That's 408, guys. This is our weekly DC TV news. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. We just got to finish with our DCEU news. If you don't follow that, you should. Why wouldn't you? I mean, unless you just don't like the movies, in which case, you know, I understand. Yeah. But we're going to talk TV here. Uh, some some sad stuff right up front. And I, I hate to bring... I had to, uh, well, I'd rather start off with sad than finish with sad. So this is what, why we're doing this now. Yeah, and um, it's kind of... it's kind of not sad. It's respectful. It is. I think. Uh, hundreds gathered at a uh, at sundown outside of LA City Hall to shine a uh, Bill Dozier 1966 bat signal in the building in honor of Adam West. The Batmobile bat phone and other legendary props rounded out the scenery. Uh, Major Major Mayor Eric <laughs> Garcetti. Yeah, I know. Just I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm an idiot. Uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti spoke at the event before the light was turned on. He says, We don't gather on these steps very often at night, but when we do, it's for a solemn and holy purpose. Tonight we're going to light up your city hall for our own bright night, the legendary Adam West. Between pieces of his speech, he referenced his own past as he and the crown recited the famous tag, Same Bat Time, Same Bat Channel. Garcetti added, you don't have to wear a cape, you don't have to be a movie star, you don't have to wear a badge or get elected mayor to make a difference and to be a hero. Adam West taught us that each one of us had a heart of gold, and that we could have a fun time doing it too. And he finished this portion with, there will never be a Batman like Adam West, and there will never be another Adam West. Uh, Burt Ward was on hand uh, and said, my friend Adam would want every single one of you to be incredibly happy and to be joyous because he spent his entire life as a performer making people happy, making people laugh, and trying to make this world a better place. When the time came, Garcetti Ward and the uh, police chief, Charlie Beck, flipped the bat signal, a prop, but still a good moment, uh, in honor of West. Now, we did actually get confirmation on something I wondered about last week, uh, somewhat selfishly, but uh, out of love for the man. And we, we get confirmation that Adam West did get to record his lines for Batman vs. Two-Face, starring William Shatner as Two-Face. Yeah. So that's going to happen and should be out sometime later this year. Um, he, he's probably got a exciting. few more things in the pipeline. I mean, as far as I know, that's it. I, w- I, would, I would think maybe a couple of uh, Family Guy episodes or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, he, I don't keep up with Family Guy. I don't either anymore. But he, he, was, just, he was a very active uh, performer. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. We probably got like a a little bit more time with him, but I that was I don't know that was a that was a touching moment with the light and Garcetti's speech was pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like I've seriously been sad every time I've thought about Adam West. I know it's um yeah it hurts. Did we talk about the orgy last week? <laughs> I don't think so. I read a I read a story where apparently he had. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if it was uh, an intentional, uh, if he atten- intentionally attended an orgy, <laughs> or if he stumbled upon one with Frank Gorshin, who played the Riddler. Um, but he said, upon seeing it, he he just reverted into Batman and started doing shtick, like Batman shtick. And Gorshin followed suit and started being the Riddler. And like the people who were in, who were running the orgy got pissed and like because people the people stopped having sex and started laughing at them. <laughs> and they kicked him out. 
They kicked Adam West and Frank Gorshin out of the orgy. That's fantastic. I the, want that to be true. Yeah. I'm not even going to look it up. I just want to believe it. <laughs> I would just like that to be a thing that happened. <laughs> anyway, moving on over to Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl is under new management. Season 3 is going to be different, guys. It, it lost its longtime showrunner and co-creator Allie Adler to a consultant deal with CBS TV. In her place, the show is promoting two producers to run the show, alongside Andrew Kreisberg. That's always a good thing, Andrew Kreisberg. Sure. Uh, Jessica Queller, like the name, <laughs> of uh, Gilmore Girls and Gossip Girl. And uh, Robert Robner of Dallas and Private Practice. I don't I don't know him, but Gilmore Girls was at the, at the least a, a clever show. Presumably, they start uh, Im- immediately, since several of the other CW fall shows are already sending scripts of season premieres to their actors. So Yeah, uh, pre-production um, I, is well underway. I don't want to be a dick, you know, or anything, but I kind of feel like Supergirl needs a, a bit of fresh blood in there. And uh, I wasn't really feeling where Ali Adler was taking it, if that was the case. You know, I like Andrew Kreisberg a lot, and I like him on The Flash. And I've liked what, have do- what he did on Arrow... Uh, so you know, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, this last season was pretty uneven. Yeah, it was. Uh, the front half was, I, th- I think, a lot better than the back half. If I yeah. had to generalize it. But uh, Adler's deal is like on lot consultant. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's getting a sweet deal. So I don't I, I don't yeah. know if she's. Imagine. It's not like she's running from Supergirl or anything. It's just she she's yeah, no, getting she just got promoted. A shit ton like, of money to go do. A, a really fluid job, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, the the people that were promoted have been with the show since, like, a few episodes into season one. They're they're very familiar. Yeah, sure. And, you know, who can blame her? If you get the option to snort Coke with $100 bills instead of $20 bills, you, you do it. You do that thing. Bills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am not actually saying Allie Adler snorts. I don't know Allie Adler very well. <laughs> I don't... You know, she's not, you know, to her credit, she's not one of the executive producers who comes out and lies to us constantly about what's going on. That's true. Yeah. She's so she's no Wendy. I wasn't going to name names. I will. Again. I will. (laughs) So anyway, um, weird news for Legends of Tomorrow. (laughs) A season three episode of Legends will feature P.T. Barnum of the circus fame. As its antagonist, the role is going to be played by Billy Zane of The Phantom and Titanic. Uh, Phil Klimmer says about the role, I've wanted to bring Billy into into Legends. (laughs) Why him? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since I saw him in a friend's comedy pilot. That's a bizarre thing to see Billy Zane in, Phil Klimmer. Yes and no. I mean... You, you try new things. Yeah. I'm not sure that people know how funny Billy Zane is. Well, I've seen Zoolander. <laughs> although we cast him... <laughs> although we cast him as P.T. Barnum because we knew that he would be able to find the soul beneath the larger-than-life showman. Truth is, Barnum never said, there's a sucker born every minute. He was less a con man, more the father of modern advertising. A guy who made things quote, go viral before that was a thing. Sure, in one sense, he's the villain of our story, but in another, he's just a guy who wants to put on a good show. Anyone who works in TV can relate to that, right? Wow, dude, really? Uh, no, anyway, I mean, I, Billy... Yeah, that sounds right, though. 
Anyway, Billy seemed like the perfect guy to get that duality. Sure, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I'm annoyed by is comical is, to me. Uh, that that quote has has bothered me for years because I thought it was a real thing for a long time, and then you know it got debunked, or I realized it was debunked. And well, I mean, I wanted a circus man to have said it, so that bothered me. Also, it it's just not aggressive enough. There's a sucker born every like fifth of a second. Yeah, sure. That is probably true. I don't know. I don't have the numbers. Just a lot of suckers out there. But I do like that they're actually going to mm-hmm. bring in uh, in Barnum and kind of do like this modern day advertiser thing instead of the, the you know the, the circus master. That actually might be kind of fun to play with. Sure, maybe. I mean, I don't yeah, know. the way they frame it though is like he's going to be an antagonist, but he's just trying to tell a story. It's it's I don't know. It... I I kind of I I you know you're you're much more um, positive about Legends of Tomorrow than I am. Like I hear the plot and I go, that sounds awesome. They're going to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> I I do feel like in a lot of in a lot of ways I'm hopefully just just jury to legends. Right. I'm not trying I'm like, to. They're gonna give I'm them, not trying to judge it give, at all until I see it. I'm like they're gonna put Billy Zane in like a blue denim mop head and call it a beard. Say, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, over to Arrow. Stephen Amell tweeted a picture of the cover of episode 601 of Arrow. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to share the title. He wasn't allowed to. So all we know is that Mark Guggenheim and Wendy Miracle co-wrote the episode, which, by the way, they're actually, for as much as we crack wise about how they're liars, they're actually pretty good damn writers. They are. They they really are. It's just that they lie to us when they're doing interviews sometimes. And I don't mean hedge (laughs) hedge their bets sometimes. I mean straight-out lie. Yeah. Uh... So, uh, stunt pro James Banford directs, and he starts prepping one week and starts shooting in two. I'm excited. Arrow season five was so good. Yeah. And it started uh, with a very what, similar configuration. Uh, like, the only difference was story by Greg Berlanti on 501. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's the same crew on that front page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we can probably expect some, some really decent action up front. Yeah. Uh, popping over to Powerless. They've decided to release the unaired Adam West episode, Win Luthor Draw, uh, on YouTube. It's one of the three unaired episodes of Powerless. Adam West guest stars as Dean West, chairman of Wayne Industries. He comes to Charm City to deliver news about cutbacks in the company. If you're interested, you should check this out soon. NBC has it on YouTube for now, but they do say it's for a limited time. And I have my fingers crossed that that means that they're going to be putting it out on DVD and Blu-ray. Maybe that'd be good. And also, there's uh, this was the second of three episodes that they have in the can, like done, mm-hmm. and they just haven't aired them. And actually, mm-hmm. I was surprised to see uh, the way uh, the way all the press was slanting it. It didn't seem like it was going to be there, but uh, sure enough, Hulu's got this. I mean, if 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 you're just following on a Hulu, it finally shows up with Powerless one new episode. Mm, okay. Um, Hopefully it's That's cool. I, hope, I don't know, man. It, maybe it gets enough traction that they're like, yeah, we'll just throw out the other couple episodes. I don't know what they does. Keep Hulu them have does Hulu have all of the episodes available? Uh, yeah, actually, hmm. yeah. We need to do that powerless review that we said we were going to do. We we uh we should we should. I was actually watching it just as as uh we geared up to to mm. do this episode. So. That's right. I'm gonna go back and finish that episode here shortly. Okay. So, uh, Black Lightning showrunner 
Salima Kiel wants Static Shock in the show. They said in a recent interview, I love the idea of Static Shock. Me too. Mm-hmm. And in success, <laughs> and in success, hopefully we'll be able to pull other characters in that way. So I'm hoping out, I'm holding out hope because I love that character. Uh, now this might be difficult though, because Dwayne McDuffie and, uh, Dennis Cohen created the character before they started work at DC. So a combination of Milestone Comics and Milestone Media have most of the rights to the character. Also, Milestone Media has been trying to develop Static Shock into a live action property for a while now. Um, I said, uh, yeah. you remember the rumors about like, uh, what's Will Smith's kid's name? Uh, Jaden. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Oh, he's got some weird uh, new video out with him in that white Batman costume yeah. again. I don't know what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I just I laughed and ignored it. Yeah. for the show, yeah, it's it's like, out there. Oh, though. We're we're not yeah. we're not getting into Jaden Smith. No. <laughs> I was like, certainly Jason will be like, I don't want to get into Jaden Smith, I, and you're the one that breaks. I don't it either, up. but I'll I'll mention it off the cuff and go like, yeah, that's weird. Move on with my life. <laughs> All right, so Batman and Harley Quinn is going to premiere at uh, San Diego Comic-Con Friday night, July 21st. The Comic-Con attendees will be the first to see Batman and Harley Quinn. Uh, available ca- uh, cast and crew will be available after the screening for a post-screening panel. I can't say that. Post-screening panel. It's hard to say. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not I'm not big on the Harley Quinn uh, actress, but uh, I'm willing to give her more of a shot. And it certainly looks like it's going to be in uh, TAS continuity, so uh, I'm always down for for seeing an addition to that. Yeah. Uh, Any addendum to that, to that material is is welcome. Absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, the 1080 HD remaster on Blu-ray of Batman the Animated Series, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, which is not Batman the Animated Series; it's a movie that's set in the same universe. Uh, but it will at some point, they don't have a release date yet, but it will be available for purchase from the Warner Archive collection. No idea if this means Blu-ray versions of animated series, Justice League, etc. No idea. Yeah, there's very uh, little information out right now. It will be on my shelf. I will buy it because Mask of the Phantasm is still, I don't care what anybody says, it's still the best Batman movie ever released. And by movie, you mean thing Period. that actually was in theaters. Thing that was in theaters. Um, feature length. And I, I think, the whole thing. I really do think I do think it's the best feature length. It gets to the to the crux of who Batman no, it's, is. It's phenomenal. And the way it ties into the rest of the BTS really uh, canon is mm-hmm. uh, unforgettable. Just Mm-hmm. Unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I am Fantastic specifically work. not saying how, just in case someone happens to be wandering through that canon right now, and and I don't want to spoil a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Get all the way through beyond, guys. Uh we don't have. We only have a one bit of feedback in the DC TV this section. Is a very quiet TV section this week. It was, but what? we're already done with news. Yeah, we're about to get to like midsummer though. We're um. I mean, San Diego's about to come up. There's a bunch of heroes and villain stuff happening. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be plenty of stuff. Everyone's mm-hmm. laying low for a minute. Oh, uh, for God's sake, like Stephen Amell's doing bat and practice with the Blue Jays. <laughs> That's fine. Why not? And I saw that and thought, damn it, Amell, is there anything you can't do? Relax. <laughs> it probably, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> We have one piece of feedback that I'll mention. Uh, Brent Clark 
Brintech Prime on Twitter. This is the cat that uh, that does the DCTV squad cast. Um, this is also the guy that goes, ew, physical media. Mm. So our listeners will know uh, who he is. <laughs> you should go check out his show. He's a good guy. Um, he, he asks us, because last week we were talking about all the, uh, the Blu-ray and DVD release dates and, and all the special features and stuff. And he says, we're in 2017. Why are you talking about DVDs and Blu-rays? <laughs> you did the show prep for the TV show. What do you got to say, Jason? <laughs> because they still exist. <laughs> That's fair. I like them. I, I will. I'll give us this. Every time something is available for streaming. Do we not try to cover that too? That's true. But there's a series of people who want to have that like cold, hard Blu-ray in their hand. Me. And we're trying to be there for you too. And honestly, the quality is better on on a Blu-ray. It, it just it, is. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do uh, streaming something. You, you can only guarantee so much. And, you know, the internet's not a guarantee at any given point. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You never know when it's going to yeah. knock out on you and you can't do anything. You're. Uh, I hate to sound old, but... I'm only 32, so fuck off. I don't sound old. <laughs> you never know when your DVD, DVDs and Blu-rays are just going to be there with you. When your, your yeah, internet you know, provider has failed you. I sort of feel like, uh, you know, the internet provider might fail you, you know? And uh, besides that, I just like to see a thing on a shelf. <laughs> you know? Like, I, that's, you know, there's all the practicality in the world for having, and whether you display it or not. Uh, there's there's something to be said about being able to just open up a drawer and find your copy of Arrow Season 5. Um, and also, as much as I like streaming, we're talking about, we're starting to get into stuff like 4K, 6K. Uh, there's There are reports that, that they actually have the technology for 10K. I don't know if all of that's true, but I will say this. Uh, internet can barely stream 10, uh, or can barely stream just standard HD at this yeah. point. Uh, 1080 sometimes. I mean, um, your average internet connection uh, pretends it might be as high as 10, 30, 50 megabytes a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. Do mm-hmm. your speed tests. It's not. And also, I I bought the uh, I bought the HD Batman v Superman on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm... and and, and uh, that's for streaming. And I bought it on on Blu-ray. The Blu-ray looks a lot better. I, I have both versions as well. Those uh those those darks are dark. There's there's no weird um, digitization effect. Some, you know how like when you stream something, there's like this like, weird pixelation sometimes. None of that. So yeah, kind of still digging on the Blu-rays. Still digging on physical media. Probably will for a while. And uh, I, I enjoy streaming as well. But uh, that's why. That's yeah. why Brent. I mean it. Yeah, I'm I'm up for either. Like, there's the the nice security of the physical media, and then there's the accessibility of the the new media formats. So it just yeah, it's a it's a the brave new world, man. I com- I, I I respect the uh, the notion of of the streaming and all of that. That's fine. Um, but I'm also a little like uh like Barry from High Fidelity, you know, uh, Jack Black's character. <laughs> yeah, and when he's like talking about like oh yeah they never put that on cd once again another uh another cruel joke on the assholes that got rid of their turntables <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i it's one of the many ways in which i do not make sense is yeah i don't have a dvd a, 
like I don't do physical media as far as you do as uh, on on DVDs and Blu-rays. I don't even have a Blu-ray, Blu-ray player. I don't even care. I don't care that much about physical quality and and, and visual quality. Mm-hmm. But I have a vinyl player, and I I don't really buy anything other than vinyls anymore. Yeah, I have a vinyl player. I don't. If I'm buying vis- physical um, physical music, I'm I'm usually going to do vinyl. Yeah. Unless it's not uh, available, like uh, like Squad on the Squadcast just uh, retweeted this um, this deal they were doing about uh, from uh, La La Land Records, uh, the uh, Danny Elfman Batman collection. It's like mm. the ex- the expanded edition of the Batman score and the Batman Returns score mm. at a discounted price. That shit, I didn't even think about it. I just like yes, and <laughs> order. <laughs> And La La Land Records is a really good, a really good uh, company. Anyway, so they they put out these extended uh, release uh, soundtracks. And I mean, before the show tonight, as I was prepping, I was listening to the Hans Zimmer Batman v Superman score. So yeah, uh, I, I dig soundtracks. I um, but the, yeah, the, I usually next, do, will go like, with vinyl these days. Discretionary income purchase in my life will be that uh, anniversary release of of Sergeant Pepper's. I, mm. I've I've just been paying off. Too many medical bills and copays right now. I hear you, man. But the second that I can get that in my home, it will be there. Yep, yep. I hear you. I suppose oh that's gosh. it for our yeah. vinyl moment on the DC podcast. <laughs> because that's so relevant to what we actually cover. I know. Um. Anyway, yeah. That's all. That's all I've got. That's all I have for this for this episode. Yeah, it was a short news week for for TV. It was. What are you gonna do? Uh, they're gonna drop a lot on us in the next few weeks over various cons. So, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Cons, <laughs> bunch of liars. <laughs> it's usually accurate stuff. Yeah, it is. I'm just being a jerk. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes the joke is better than the truth. Oh, so often. But no, uh, we'll we'll be back and we'll be talking about that stuff if you can stomach us. And <laughs> everything's uh, kind of just uh, being real, real chill at the moment. And um, I got to finish up Luke Cage, which was nice. It was a fantastic show. I think it's my favorite show of all the Netflix series. Uh, I started Iron Fist, and uh, you know I don't want to get catty, but uh, you know Matt Carroll of the MCU cast, uh, who's been on this show, and people have talked about. Um, said he didn't understand the character, didn't like the character, didn't uh, wasn't made to feel for the character. I have watched exactly ten minutes of Iron Fist, and I disagree already. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're well, gonna have I mean, some fun. It's, it's I, the, I'm gonna have some fun watching that. I think. I think it's the the fifth product Netflix has put out in mm-hmm. the MCU, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably the worst one they put out. But it's by no means hmm. a bad thing. You know, I heard bad things about Luke Cage. I heard that it wasn't as good as Daredevil or uh, Jessica Jones. I thought it was better than both of them, honestly. Honestly, uh, I've got them ranked right now as like Jessica Jones, Daredevil 1, Luke mm-hmm. Cage, Daredevil 2, Iron Fist. That's where I've got them ranked. Yeah, right now i got Luke Cage number one. Like, but I Iron think Fist those... is still pulling a solid 78% approval rating from me. Okay. Well, yeah, I think Luke Cage, like, one of the things that started to take me out, but I just, for whatever reason, embraced it. Was like it is over the top shark jumping 
black exploitation in some in some areas, like the old seventies stuff. Oh, absolutely! Like, but that pays so much homage to the to the book. <laughs> it, it it does, it does. It, but when you have when you have Diamondback in that, to be there. When you have Diamondback in that costume at the end of the series, I'm like, what the hell is he wearing? <laughs> I know it. Lo- I know it. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't give me the comic book lecture. I understand. But what the hell, man? <laughs> Dude loves his armor. Um, what you gonna do? <laughs> it's like that awful like turtleneck and the green suit with the I don't know. Some, it looked like military piping on on the sides. I'm like, why? But whatever. Well, actually, whatever. I, I don't know. It made sense in a way. It's pre- it's pretty much like uh, it's armor that is purchasable. Like you can get online right now and order everything he had. I don't know that that's true. Yeah, from the helmet to the to from the you, helmet you might to have to customize jacket. the colors the, i'm pretty mu- sure yeah the the mustard colored uh turtleneck man what what the hell that's what i gotta say but i you know what i enjoyed it and they had like i don't know everything else fit the, the music everything so i've got nothing it was i liked it and Quite honestly, if they hadn't made the homages to the comic books that they did, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. No. It it all Um, made sense within the context of the source material they were pulling from. I mean, really. um, Alfre Woodard. Oh, oh my gosh. That great mid-season turn where they get rid of... uh, I forget his mouth. uh, Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Great turn. Good stuff. Uh, Sorry for the spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Rosario Dawson is just... Kills it as always. Amazing, amazing. I don't know if that woman has ever done anything wrong in her life on screen. <laughs> I don't know about her personal life, but I've never seen her on screen and thought, "Oh, you could have done that better." Never. She's always like a a class. I do seem to recall her from Sin City and going, "Well, that was unfortunate," but okay, I felt well, that way about most of that City movie. Was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not her fault. I'm like, well, I understand what they were going for, and I enjoy it for what it is. But this isn't good. I want you to know that. <laughs> it's good. It's good, and I enjoyed it. But it's not good. Yeah. That's got to do it. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to mention. I meant to mention this. Uh, I mentioned uh, our buddy uh, Brent over at the Brent Clark at the uh, DCTV Squadcast. Uh, Brentac Prime on Twitter. When he, he was the one that was messing with us about DVDs and Blu-rays. He has a new show with, uh, with I believe his name is Ray from Fans Without Borders. There, uh, sorry, from the Fleet the fleet Cast. Not Fleet Cast. Gosh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Ray from the Flight Cast and Brent have a new show called Fans Without Borders where they just talk about all sorts of different comic book stuff, a lot of Marvel, a lot of DC, and a bunch of other stuff, uh, whatever they're into, I guess. Uh, but they, I think they have one episode up right now and it's the Wonder Woman review. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just felt like, uh, we should probably pimp that out a little bit. Um, yeah, you should go check that out. Uh, Ray was just over on, um, he just filled in for Tim over on the squad cast and he did a fantastic job. Hmm. Cool. He writes amazing articles and, uh, on, on flight cast. So you should check that out as well. But that is all I've got. And, um. I don't know what's happening. We might have a a, cr- a little bit of a crossover, a, a guest star, a special episode in the next week or so. Um, we're talking to Stephen Chipperson of uh, Weird Medicine, Doctor Steve, as he's known. 
uh, you were just on his show, and he he's a fan of our show and would like to be on. So uh, we are currently in talks to set that up. I'm not sure when that might be the next episode, for all I know. Yeah, we'll see. I, he'll be on at some point. We're just trying to work it out. Yeah. But um, until either that or the next DCEU episode, whatever that might be, I implore you, keep some DC on your screen. 